Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Simply Put with Kendra L. I hope everybody had a good Easter. Um, yeah, we hadn't talked since Easter. How was y'all's Easter? Easter was nice, relaxing, good. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> 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 it was just chill out though. Yeah. 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 Sunday was. Right. How was your Easter? Good. I had an Easter basket. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. I still give Easter baskets to my sons. Sorry, they'll stop getting Easter baskets when I have grandkids. Till then, they're going to get an Easter basket. That's it. Huh? Yeah. So, yep. Okay, let me introduce my folks, y'all. Of course, I have my co-host. How you doing? It's Marty Mark. Shane. And At some point, she's going to be my co-host because she's here all the time. <laughs> Glad to have them here today as usual. Today we're talking about raising brown boys. I say brown boys because my kids are not black. My kids are brown and I'm raising brown boys. So even um, if I fill out paperwork or whatever and they ask me, you know, African American, Caucasian, whatever, I'm other. I'm always other. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Are you serious? I'm serious. Because I have a whole bunch of stuff in me. So just don't, mm-hmm. I can't, don't just count me as African American. First of all, I'm not from Africa. So, but, you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, but they asking me. Okay, that's fine. Like I said, I'm mixed up with a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm other. Yeah, that's it. I am other. So, yeah, it's, um, it's different from other races, raising little brown boys or big brown boys or whatever you want to call it. How do y'all feel about that? Mm. Well, it's just, it's been a challenge. I think it's been a challenge being a other or brown or black or African, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely been a challenge even for me growing up as, you know, a young boy. Have a seed and try to, you know, figure out how to to raise them in, in a different time, you know, and still try to keep them rooted as well. I think it's definitely been a hard fight for me as far as going forward. What I'm trying to do as far as with my son, you know, I try to learn a lot based off, you know, how I was raised and try to use some of that, but. I said times have changed, you know, so you have to kind of adapt to some of the things that's going on in cultures and in the world and try to educate from what you know, but also learn as well to try to help, you know, bring that to fruition to help my son be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tracy, you know you have a son. Right, I have two, and I think yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, for me, the challenges was kind of different because my oldest son and my youngest 
it's a girl in between. It's a seven-year difference. Mm-hmm. And I found the challenges between the two to be different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was exposed to more because we were in Michigan, and then we moved here to Tennessee when my youngest was a freshman. Okay. Um, and just, I guess, him. I don't know if race and just black was a big thing. Maybe because Flynn is small, and we mm-hmm. are, you know, and but they always went to a diverse school. Right. Um, but his challenges were different. And let me tell you, that um, Black History Month, he played, I can't, he was in that play. His whole attitude just totally changed. Really? I forgot, what's the, the Black Panther? He played that position. What's the Huey Black? Huey Newton. Here we go, Huey Newton. I said And so his experience opened me up, this experience of raising him, and then the culture and the things that's going on now in society, I felt it was different, more challenging, addressing more issues than I had to with my first son. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as being worried when your sons go out somewhere, I know your son's son is younger, yeah, but... Yeah, you still got... Yeah. I got brothers in Yes, and, yes. And that's pretty much, you know, I ain't never having to worry. Um, and then I coached, you know. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's always been that that thing of going out and, you know, especially with the police situations that were going on at the time, you know, um, you definitely got to teach them a different way, you mm-hmm. know, of, you know, having them conversations. And I know I had it even before the police stuff really happened. You know, my dad was having them conversations with us early. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this how you, you act when you conduct, when you get pulled over and stuff like that. And you're like, man, why are we having this conversation? And then years later, you start seeing things happening. You're like, oh, wow, like, them conversations really had to happen. Right. You know, um, I think for me, like, growing up, like I said, different different, different situations, different times. I know, like, when I was in Cali, you know, the one thing that we had seen a lot was police officers taking other, you know, to other neighborhoods mm-hmm. to, to get beat. You know, people seen that in, in the movies. Crazy. But it actually was a real right. thing, you know, when mm-hmm. they take the young black boys and take them to the SA hoods or whatever. That's crazy. You know, um, and I think that's when we kind of had to have that that conversation. But I, I was in California, when, you know, with the with the ride, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with King and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. we had to learn early, mm-hmm. like, hey man, this is your color of your skin. This is what you know, and these are the the things that are happen to you when you go out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so. I know for me it was just like wow you know like being young and trying to figure out like man I'm black I get that but like what comes with that mm-hmm. you know and you have to conduct yourself a certain way you gotta dress a certain way you gotta look a certain way yep. you gotta act a certain way when you're in public you know you know when we here try to temper tantrums we get our you know our butt beat mm-hmm. never understood why though but then right. you see the other person though that get you know they got have a temper tantrum but always one of them things where people look at you mm-hmm. and so. At an early age, pops like, man, this is how they gonna look at you if you, you know, you know, my pops was very big on us not wearing cornrows back in the day at first, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, why? No, everybody look good the cornrows, <laughs> Allen Iverson and stuff like that. But the image of being portrayed a certain mm-hmm. way, and then when you see Allen Iverson in the NBA, remember they put the dress code rule on right. him yeah. based off the image that he mm-hmm. was looking, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, like this is really how they view us, right? You know, you're a thug or you're a gangster and stuff like that. I'll tell anybody, man, I was fortunate, man, that we had people like Tupac growing up. Mm-hmm. I think Tupac really brought a lot of light. You know, however people want to view him, as being a kid, you was listening to them verses and you was learning, you mm-hmm. know, a lot even about being a black, you know, and how do you 
you have to conduct yourself or have to look a certain way because if you don't, then you know other people will look at you in a light and in, in, in or a manner that is not really who you really are. Right. And so I was forced to say like we had to learn that early though, you know. And I think these kids don't get that though. This generation don't, you know, because they are more free spirit, like I was saying yeah. on the last. So they don't really understand Black History Month, and they schools don't. don't even do Black they History. Don't. They you know, don't. It's, um, it's horrible. It's, it's it's terrible, and so, you know, and even if they do a, a, a like you said, your son did, you know, Newton, mm-hmm. they ain't talking about Black Panther Party. Mm-mm. You know, they're not they're gonna not. go in that depth like they no. did when we was coming up. You know, um, and so. And then if they do do a program, it's going to be like the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, ooh, like, you know, like, where did, like, where did our history go? Where did we go? Mm-hmm. You know, so I do think it's challenging to raise in this day and time, yeah. young black it men. Is. because is. Or brown you know, right. men or whatever, because they are not getting taught the history mm-hmm. outside of just, and barely even Martin Luther King now. You know, right. but they give a little skip, you know, um, but it's still not to a point of like what we I feel like I was getting educated mm-hmm. on very early. It's crazy. I was in class Friday and I don't know how this conversation came up, but somebody was sitting there with me and they were talking. And she said something about um Harriet Tubman. And the little girl was like, Who is that? <laughs> and I was like, What? She's like, I don't know who that is. Who is Harriet Tubman? Like, wow, that's Absolutely yeah. crazy. And if you don't go to a black school, let's just be one hundred. It's not gonna even black schools is not doing it to the magnitude they used to, mm-hmm. but they still gonna do it. If you go to a more of a diverse school that's not really into that, they not teaching them kids that. That's sad. You know, they try to give you a little African American history class. I remember they, they finally started adding that stuff to class. <coughs> they put it there used to be a half a credit mm-hmm. and then they'd mix it with mythology. They yeah. feel like mythology was something that we really need right. to know. Yeah, we it's need a myth. For. Exactly. Like, right. Like, this is real, but they, because, again, you don't want to really teach the history, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. of black people mm-hmm. because everything is rooted. That comes out of everything that's going yeah, on. It, it comes from, you know, us. So I, I really think that, you know, they, 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 they hide that education. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And then this generation is not pressed to really fight for it no. so it's never gonna really you know it's okay for them to hide it right. now yeah. when I was growing up we fought for it mm-hmm. you know because yeah they don't difference. fight for it now they don't fight they're for okay it. with it okay yeah, they don't like, have it so because again they, they, ain't, they gotta okay. do me right you know yeah that's that's they don't consider themselves black they don't consider themselves brown they mm-hmm. don't they don't really see the struggles until right. it happens. When it, yeah. you know you dab in a minute, then you're like, "Oh my God!" Mm-hmm. You know, did you know the police pulled me over? Well, this has been you know? going on. Yeah. This didn't just start. Yeah, but to them, yeah, it has. So then, when you start having all these Black Lives Matters, and now these kids want to go out there and protest, but they really going out there just to be, mm-hmm. just you know, to be heathens, seen. just you know to what be. Yeah, that's that's what it. it is. They vandalizing, yeah. and that ain't even what you want to mm-hmm. do. It's not. And, and when the protest really comes out, but that's what they. They thinking, oh, well, yeah, if, I, about, if I went to the protest, I'm good. Well, why are you protesting? But Do they you don't know, know why you're protesting? No, because yeah. to them it's not as important as it is for us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's the part that I think is hard these days at time for, to try to get them to see, like, hey, man, like, even having them conversations with a 21-year-old, you know, it's like, hey, man, like, y'all got to, like, really watch some of the things that y'all do mm-hmm. to them. They ain't, they ain't care. Mm, they, don't care. they don't see it like we see it. Yeah. And you know, we're hurting ourselves, and I'm, don't quote me because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to assume. Last night in Chicago, it's over 100 teens was 
terrorizing downtown Chicago mm. and banging cars and trying to get a Millennium Park. And we know pretty much who it was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we're trying to make a stand and try to say we're important things to this, but then we're doing these mm-hmm. other things that... Mm-hmm. They're sitting back. See, don't, that's what I was talking about. That's what I talk, You know, don't yeah. give him... Don't give them that to talk about. Don't give them, yeah, this is who you are. No, you can't do that. Don't be that person. That's crazy. Uh, or, you know, I think, you know, even stuff like that, you know, it's just it's sad because... We, these young teens, especially the younger, the younger generation, everything again is about who they influenced by, mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. of it is music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot it of it is rappers. Like they like that. They like the beef. They like mm-hmm. the drill. Like they love NBA Young Boy. Mm-hmm. But NBA Young Boy got a lot of beef. Mm-hmm. But they like the beef. I don't even think they listen to they some of the songs that he they talk don't. about. You know, because I mean, it's some songs that I listen to. I'm like, man, Young Boy really telling y'all that. Man, I ain't really liking this life. I, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a thousand kids I got to take care mm-hmm. of. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's time for me to grow up, you know? But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm in here. Yeah, you know? I don't even understand why I know who Blueface is because he keeps showing up on my timeline. I just keep reading what shows. I'm like, what? <laughs> and this is because he's beating him and his girlfriend keeps biting. But I'm like, why am I knowing about, you know, right. this is because that's, what's that's, trending? Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. That's, that's what everybody, that's what brings them. So, like, you got even the little people down, man, that, that's standing in the middle of the, standing in the middle of the neighborhood in the street kicking cars and getting out. Mm-hmm. You got the ones that doing the donuts in the, in the cars with the yeah. choppers mm-hmm. in the middle of the street. Like, these young, like, they not worried about being, they, they don't really care about death, really, anyway. Right. But they ain't even knowing what they represent, the color mm-hmm. of their skin, like I said, mm-hmm. being brown or black. Like you're representing bigger than yeah. just yourself. Yeah. You know, it's bigger than you. you. Know, it's bigger than you. Your name is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the difference between growing up for me and them is that I grew up, you know, as a black man, it was like, hey, your name gonna be, you know, that's you you, you representing mm-hmm. more than just yourself. Right. So you have to have that pride to be a young, you know, and you like you generations going down. Mm-hmm. It ain't just your dad, it's your grandfather, mm-hmm. your great grandma, whatever. And when you leave out this house, you're going to represent us in a yeah, certain way. You got a whole you know? lot of people that you, you got represent. a whole lot of people that you represent. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to have you know, your negative times like everybody has. But I always remember, like, this is bigger than you, mm-hmm. you know. And that was instilled early mm-hmm. that, all right, you know, I got to look a certain way. I got to right. act a certain way. So, like, people are like, man, I ain't got tattoos. I ain't never been that. My mm-hmm. dad was like, man, don't put no tattoo on you. And I kind of stood by that. I be mean, honest, I'm gonna get one. Right. But I got a little friend. She, I be like, you ain't gonna never get one. And I, and I, I have y'all. <laughs> she said, here's this. I'm 18. She be like, well, you ain't gonna never get one. I'm like, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. I'm going on my birthday. And she'll call me, let's go. I'm like, nah. <laughs> because there's something still me. And I'm not knocking people that got them. I'm just saying, for me, yeah. it was mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. than that. You know what I'm saying? My daddy didn't have one. My uncles didn't got one. So it was kind of one of the things where, you know, I was like, you know what? Like, that's just not me. Right. You know, um, and I'm cool with that, you mm-hmm. know, um, but I had to represent myself, mm-hmm. you know, even growing up. You know, I had the afro, but, you know, I had got some braids one time. And I was like, man, you're going to get them. They got to be neat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can't even come up here. As soon as it get napping, we cutting it, you know. There used to be yeah, rules behind that thing, <laughs> you know. And I like, man, and like Doc Shell, one of the best basketball coaches that I love that, that you know, uh, I admired at, when he was at MLK, people used to be like, it used to get mad at Doc for like, he used to put these consequences on on his team, like, you know, you're gonna be clean cut, you ain't gonna, no, no braids, no water. Coach Sewell used to do it at Hunter's Lane, and people used to be like, man, what the, I ain't playing for him, I ain't playing for him. 
And at the time, you know, you know we all got the, the, the you know, you know, you thinking this is the look, mm-hmm. but it was bigger than the look. You know, they was trying to teach us how to be men. Yeah. And even if you was, so then they did adjust. Then it was like, well, if you're going to do it, then you need to be clean. You need to be neat. You know, don't come here and you got trains all in your head. Hmm. And, you know, because you represent the basketball team, you represent the school. So then it was the same thing saying you represent your name. You know, it was everything that we had done, we was representing something. And when you see the struggle that people fall for, like my uncle, you know, he sat in the city during the fish days and stuff. And you start witnessing all the stuff that they had went through for us to even get these opportunities. It was like, oh, well, dog, yeah, okay, I need to act a certain way. I need to dress a certain way. I need to be a certain way. It was the same way with barbers in the profession when they used to wear, like, they used to be suited and booted, cutting your hair. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, man, Mr. Winfrey and them used to be in there, but they would... You know, had the white coats on, they were tight, fitted, no dress shoes. Like, man, they cutting the dress shoes all day. <laughs> you know, but they... Feet got to hurt. Feet got to yeah. be hurt, you know? And, um, man, they just, they just, they had this look as profession. So that's why it made you want to sit in the barbershop and yeah. talk. It made you, and we learned a lot sitting in the barbershop them days where you, you learned how to be a boy, a brown or a black boy in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the stuff we was getting taught as we get our hair cut. Right. But as they looking professional at the same dog on time, you know, and you like, man, okay, this is like a prof- like this was they they yeah. livelihood, this was their profession, mm-hmm. and they took pride in that. And when you take pride in something, then you learn a lot. And I think that that's a real big part, and that's important, and it still plays a part in it. I know there's so much on social media and the internet that influences our young men, but I think that. Still, what you're instilling in them as a father, uh, uncle, the pride and the respect that you're giving them, but also what they're learning at the barbershop, having those conversations. They're going to wean from it sometimes, but they're going to always come back to that foundation mm-hmm. that yep. was set. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's still important, even though we feel like social media is having more control, but mm-hmm. still that foundation you gave them, especially mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna initially, always come back to it. it's going to come it's back. It's going to come back. You yeah. know, when yeah. it come to a choice, like, uh, okay, I know what my mom told me, know what my dad said, when they got that final choice, I'm going to make this choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And they don't mm-hmm. wean off, they don't get in trouble. I know my little one got in trouble before. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, both of you. Was there ever a time when you got, when you were just nervous when your boys went out or when your brothers went out? All the time. All the time. Yeah, that's all, all the time. time. I mean, even for myself. Yeah. I mean, I got pulled over a couple of weeks back, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it makes you nervous. Yeah. You know, because, again, you still got to remember that you still a young black man or mm-hmm. a brown boy in this, in this situation. And, you know, no matter how many teachings and no matter how many lessons you done had about this, every situation is different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the sad part is you can't even go off the color no more right. because you know what happened in Memphis mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. your oh, old yeah. people yes. you know so yeah. at this point you nervous about anything mm-hmm. whether it's Absolutely. black white yeah. green yeah. no matter who it is at this point mm-hmm. so you know I remember getting pulled over at that moment and it was just a weird pull over I'm like man he pulled me over and I was trying to figure out what I did wrong I had you know I, I wasn't speeding because we were going to Saints we were coming off the light you know mm-hmm. I'm like man what did I do you know, and you still want to, and then you got that, that part of you, that pride part of you, too. It's like, I know I didn't do nothing, so why mm-hmm. you pulling me over? So mm-hmm. you want to kind of get reckless at the same time, too, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, but you didn't. You know, you had to go through all your protocol. And, mm-hmm. um, 
I had my friend on the phone, so I, they stayed on. So now you got to make sure stuff like that stay yeah. on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just so you, you know, like now things that you got to think about. Like, man, and what if my little brother is not as mature as me in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I can understand being upset. Right. Yeah. What if my sister, you know, is not mature in that situation? Because just the stuff, man, we done seen some stuff happen with young ladies now. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's now you worried about everybody. You know, mm-hmm. and so the the, the your meter go up ten times probably more than it probably would have maybe five six years for me at least by ten years ago, I might not have the same anxiety getting pulled over that I did, you know, ten fifteen mm-hmm. years ago. You know, even getting pulled over has always been uncomfortable, but now you like magnitude like because now you know they killing people. Like then we didn't really know it wasn't in the open. We know we had speculations. Yeah. But we ain't know, like, mm-hmm. to the magnitude how this really going. Right. Now you got all kind of surveillance cameras. You know mm-hmm. seen social media that gave you all the negative reports. Yep. So now you're like, oh, my God. like, mm-hmm. And he said he pulled me over because he thought I did not have my seatbelt on. But he stood in the car before he came and read, like, when he pulled me over, he never got out first. Uh, so I sat there about five good minutes before he even came to my window. So I knew something was up. But the fact that you come and say, Oh, I thought you didn't have your seatbelt on. Because the way I was sitting up, but I had the seatbelt on. And I'm like, it's dark. First of all, it's nighttime. Did you really just see across there like that? Right. Like, come on. But that's the only reason why you pulled me over. Because mm-hmm. you thought. Right. But then you stayed up, but what you thought was you was going to get something. Mm-hmm. That's because you read thought. my tags and you did all that before you even got out the car. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, man, like, come on, like, like. This is really well, you know, you we this is where we at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me it was like a uncomfortable position. I was mad because like, man, like you assume something. Yeah. And that part is always, you know, scary. Yeah. You know, when you get in that situation. Marcus got a ticket a few years ago. Um, we were on our way back from picking up um Ryan from school for the summer. And um Ryan's best friend, Ethan, was behind us in his car. Lights went on, sirens went on. I'm like, what the heck? Marcus was driving. So Marcus pulled over. The policeman walked up to the car, and he started yelling. I got my phone. He was like, um, you didn't pull over enough. I could have been hit in the middle of this um, street. So the way he was talking to my child, you know, you talk to my child like that. Let me go ahead and get this camera out so everybody can see what you're doing. Then that's when he got tried to get nice mm-hmm. when he saw my I had my phone. Like, dude, all that was unnecessary. Yeah. So like you can't be doing that to people. But I'm scared every time my kids go out. Absolutely. I'm, I'm my mama and my daddy all day long now. Yeah. I just realized, um, especially because we're back and forth from Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, we travel and and I'm always telling them, oh, I'm gonna get on the road and talk. No, I don't want you riding mm-hmm. through that area. You know, yeah. for, you know, Not just a young black man, right? Yeah. And I know the other weekend, um, a couple weekends ago, Makai and I were going, and I had rented a Dodge. Okay. And it was just like, Mom, I could drive, right? You know, it's late. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, they're going to be looking at you. They're going to say, right. black boy. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's, just, it's just like you're always um, just apprehensive, just always in a safety mode. And like, 
I even tell them now, I don't call y'all to say if y'all at home because I carry y'all at. I don't mm-hmm. care where you spend yeah, that right. y'all grown. Yeah. But I just need to know that y'all are yep. home. You know you made just it home. Just text and say I went yep. here. And That's I'm, it. Mama, we went to the club. Hey, uh-huh. I'm home. I don't care if it's four in the morning. Just yeah. because you. Just let me know. Because you just, you know, you don't know. And it's just so much going on. And it's not even just police. It's just the way the society, way is, the world yeah. is now. You know, they can't even go to parties uh-huh. without shootings uh-huh. and killings. Yep. I just mentioned Chicago last night, but it was shootings in Alabama, you know. Uh-huh. Six, sure, I saw that. Sweet 16 uh-huh. party, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, we just, we don't care about human life uh-huh. anymore. And that's matter. something, I mean, empathy, yeah. caring for people, that's something they that's do that. hard. They don't have that. You grow up yeah. knowing that. You don't, when I didn't tell my parents things or stuff that I did in college, uh-huh. college years. It's just out of respect because I didn't want my parents to think, you know, I said, did that right. while she was in yeah. college? Yeah. I mean, my mom know. know now. My mom didn't know now. But, but right. And so I think my kid, it's just respect. Like you were saying that earlier. It's just certain things. And I don't think a lot of them, the way you elderly, you uh-huh. know, you're going to give up and give your seat. You're going to open the door uh-huh. for them. You're going to oh let me get gosh. that back. I'm tired too. It's yeah. just and stuff like that. And you got to teach, you know, like, you know, and it's hard, you know. My son's six years old, but, I mean, he's probably one of the most genuine six-year-olds you're going to be. You know, he's going to open up a door for you. He's going to hold a door, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just something that he, you know, you had to, you know, you try to teach him, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. even if it is gone, even right. if people don't, you know, value it. And, yeah. and you see it, because, I mean, I don't watch people say, man, oh, my God, thank you. You know, especially mm-hmm. older people, mm-hmm. even white people, yeah. when he hold the door for them. It's like, oh, my God, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're so surprised. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like this young boy, out of all people, is sitting here waiting for us to come through this mm-hmm. door. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, and, you know, and I teach them now not to look at color of skin. You know, do it just because that's yeah. what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. You know, and so he don't get caught up on that. You know, and I make sure that I put him in. You know, he went to all black school, now he had all white school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get that diversity. Then we're going to put him back in the black school. Right. You know? right. But <laughs> I try to get him that, you know, so he'll know, like, hey, man, like, you know, I think that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I grew up in all black community, but mm-hmm. I was able to see different things, you know, and put mm-hmm. myself in different situations. And I can, you know, vibe in different, you know, elements. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because, again, I had to learn because they just... Like you said, nowadays, hey, you ain't worried about mm-hmm. just the police. You got to worry about your own yep. people. Yep, you do. You, know, um, you can't go certain places. You know, you used to be able to say, man, I go to a party. But, nah, man, party, Mm-mm. you got to be, you know, careful. Yeah, you better. I'm standing yeah. home. Did you know that I'm still worried about you all when y'all go out? It, I still lose plenty nights of sleep. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I don't know where you are. I don't, I don't care where you're going, but just to know that you're okay, mama made it back home safely, and I'm like, okay, my boy's not going to call me to let me know when they made it home because they're older. Yeah. I'm like, mama, you've been extra. No, you can call me what you want. Well, I'm being a mother. It's, it's, it's not even, you know, I think it's just, you know, as you get older, you, you start valuing that. You know, I think when I was mm-hmm. his age, I mean, I wasn't thinking that either, but Pops right. was making it right. No, Pops would sit there and tell you, like, hey, man, don't nothing happen at 12 o'clock. <laughs> uh-huh. And you're like, man, oh, chill out. You know, like, we're going to kick it. But when I go back and look at some of my past experiences, uh-huh. there's a lot of things that happened out of 12 o'clock uh-huh. that we should have had our butt yeah. in the house. Yeah. You know, and looking back at being fortunate to say nothing happened to me, I've seen things happen to people. Uh-huh. You know, and it, things can happen any time of the day. But I do remember, you know, drinking and, and smoking and 
partying, and then you like, man, everybody out there, you start seeing some 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 crazy things, two, three in the morning that we really really supposed to be out here, mm-hmm. you know. And you like, man, there's some stuff going on that all right, pops was right about, like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, nah. So now, yeah, being even thirty eight, I still look at it like, man, I, right, you know, it's about that time for me to kind of make my round back mm-hmm. to the crib, mm-hmm. just because, you know. You know, I seen some things. I mean, you know, I seen people run red lights, and you know, while you sitting there, luckily you didn't go. Yeah. Your light turned. Yeah. You know, and it been incidents where you almost would win. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, you know, and 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 it's a lot of things that happens at that time in them time frames because of partying and things like that. But the other thing is, man, you fear is, you know, people out there with guns. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 like I said, you just at a party. With the party that bullet had your name on it, but somebody come shoot it up, right? And you get grazed, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, man, I should be, you know, first thing you say, man, I should be kind, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad that we have to, you know, we have to be that. But these nowadays are a little bit more gun ho with guns than we was, you know. I mean, we yeah. they're a little bit more free. Again, they free spirit, so they don't care mm-hmm. and they don't have consequences. They don't think about the consequences. Human, they human life is not a a priority to them. They don't care at all. You said your father used to tell you there's no nothing going on after 12. Man, My grandmother used to tell me, for a girl, there's nothing open after 1 o'clock. Your legs. Legs. Your legs. Legs. Yes, that's it. Oh, great. I tell you that, that's boy. it. But I think that's the hard part, you know, because we was getting these teachings. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they were, like, the younger generation is getting them teachers. So then things happen like, the Alabama situation yeah. with Brandon Miller now. Right. You know, like, you know, I, I look at it in a different light than probably, you know, the other people just chastise, you know, and, and, but as a black person, I don't chastise that situation because I know that situation. We all mm-hmm. done either had them conversations about it or also been in them situations. Mm-hmm. It just didn't happen to get that young lady shot. You know, but I know what it's like to be on the strip and two people arguing and, you know, you trying to holler at this dude, guy while his, that he right there. Yeah. Like, that's disrespect for mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. you know. But we got a different code than these kids do because they talk to their friend girls and the, they talk to their homeboy girlfriend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't give them no time to break up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm back in the day, you know, our code this. was different. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I see and listen to them all day and they just talking about, man, how they talk to this girl, but so-and-so you talk to them, I'm like, bro, we had a code. Like, we didn't talk to him. You did Marcus date up? We ain't getting with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how can I find she is. Like, he had her. Like, that's mm-hmm. his gal. Now, you might make 15, 20 years down the road. Maybe. But, like, nah, we had codes, bro. Like, mm-hmm. these jokers ain't got it. I ain't finna holler at you. I ain't finna holler at a girl <laughs> in the club and know her dude right there. Right. Like, that just wasn't the thing. Y'all seen the fire heartbeats? Everybody knew that little movie, right? <laughs> yeah, the way to the dude was gone, you right. feel me? Yeah. But, the, like, they don't care. And they if, don't. And if the girl telling you, like, hey, man, my dude will, then we used to be like, oh, no disrespect. Yeah. But they I'm still going to try to push up on yeah. yeah. They still going to push matter. up on Because Dumpty Yard got, got dudes feeling like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Columbus. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, man. Like, you know, so they think they bold like that, man, and that's cool, but you bold them to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You know, but then y'all, you know, y'all can't handle rejection. So then the next thing I want to do is, I want to, you know, I want, I, I got to get back. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. But who told them that? Right. You know, they, 
the teachings fall off. That they right. The teachings Have fall they off. Have they not had them conversations? And you assume people know stuff, but, but they who really who really them? told yeah. them. So mm-hmm. then it's like, well, all right. If you look at the situation, well. You know, everybody said when he had got a phone call, they called him to bring a gun, but that ain't really what happened. You know, dude left his piece in his car. Mm-hmm. How many people that we know that rode around with people that you didn't know had the gun on them, and boom, they leave it in that car? Mm-hmm. We just didn't get pulled over, yeah, right. or we just didn't get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But see, my uncle, when he was at Fisk, got put out of school because he allowed one of his homeboys to go use his car, but they leave a gun in his car. Well, when he, he get ready, school for somebody so else. he gets kicked out of school because mm-hmm. guess what? It was your car, mm-hmm. and they didn't say, "See, we ain't got that talk early." You know, like, hey man, don't trust all your friends. Don't. You know, this is what happened to me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, all right. Now, as we growing up, we 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 we, we catching these situations. Mm-hmm. And now we knowing a lot, but shoot, man, if y'all don't claim this gun in this car, we all going down with such yep. a fact. Now I got a charge on me that. I didn't have to have if you mm-hmm. just gonna own up to it. Mm-hmm. But your dad and them used to be like, hey, watch your company you keep. Mm-hmm. So we had mm-hmm. these you conversations. Have you have to. And so I'm listening to the story. I'm like, well, dang, man, I done seen that. I done been in that. We done heard that. I know people that done done, done that. Mm-hmm. It was it, you know, is it the kid fault that that dude lost, left his gun in his car? No. But them your homeboys. You got to be yeah. comfortable with it. But in his mind, it's my teammate. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, how many times we done been places with a teammate mm-hmm. that almost got us hemmed up and all, you know, and I'm like, man, bro, I ain't even trying to come to this. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just was fortunate not to be in the light that they was in. Yeah. And so it happens every day. But it was happening for years and generations before mm-hmm. this even came. Yeah. It's just like you said, did the teachers fall off or were they really sitting there having these real hard conversations? Or these kids really think that in their mind that they are untouchable. Yeah, and and a lot of it that's what it is. They yeah. think it can't happen to me, and if it does, I'll be okay. But you know, I'm sitting here thinking, and we're highlighting because that's what's in the news. Mm-hmm. But then I look at my boys, and I look at your young men, mm-hmm. and I know other. We're raising good young men that are doing good things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what's highlighted. And so, what do we do? It's what we did to our young men and that we share. Like, I do it to my nephews. Mm-hmm. You you coaching. You, you're impacting their lives, right? I know my kids' coach made a big impact mm-hmm. on all my kids' lives, right? And I remember when I was younger, I read the book, The Bond. It's about, I think it was a four doctors, three doctors in Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. they made a pact. And the book I was reading, he was saying how he built this circle of men. See, I already had a circle of women. Mm-hmm. But men for his sons. And I have brothers that make an impact, you know, they had like uncles, their grandfathers, whatever. But there are also different men that were real close to me that I've seen that had a real good marriage that set a real example. Uh-huh. And so when my son was going through a relationship, I was like, hey, I need you to connect with T and talk to him and mentor him. Right. And I built a circle of young men that I said, listen, y'all gonna be honorary. Uncles, mm-hmm. mentors to my kids that I was close with, that I knew one was a real good entrepreneur. I need you to be mm-hmm. that positive person. And I put men into my children's lives yeah. to help mold them and keep motivating. And I still mm-hmm. do that. This Blackamore, this is mm-hmm. my son's brand. Okay. You know, he he started a beard oil and he's also doing a thing for men. He mm-hmm. wanted young fathers because he's a young father and he wanted to help motivate them. So I pulled him, you know, 
Melvin, he doing good. Let me let me call him for right. you. And so it's about us to keep pouring into our kids. It I don't is. care how old they are. He's 27. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I still got to pour because you at this age in your mm-hmm. life. Now, this is the man I need you to talk to. Right. Because... No, I don't listen to your uncles by relationship. No, 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 no. Don't listen to them. Not tell my, no. When my, my eight-year-old said, yeah, my, this broad. Broad? Uh-uh. That's what Uncle Sutra says. Let me tell you. Love your uncle. But certain things, no. Don't do what yeah. your uncle, that uncle does. Because he did say broad, right? So you, you got to know. You got to be true with your kids. Like, that's your uncle. Mm-hmm. We love him. You can be, but certain things, yeah. don't do what he do. I don't say that. And you just yeah. have to bring that positive and keep yeah. pouring into our young men um, just to be that example yeah. and to be successful. Right. And that's why I'm glad I have my brothers mm-hmm. because they are good role models for my kids. Mm-hmm. Between my brothers and um, my uncle, just good role models. They have someone to turn to, to look mm-hmm. and see, go back on, well, dang. Uncle such and such, his life is like this. Maybe he can teach me and help me to grow my business or whatever it is I want to do. Right. Or just give me some knowledge about relationships. So I have that, I have that, um, those people that can come in and talk to my boys about Mm -hmm. whatever it is they're having issues with or whatever. I can never say, I don't have nobody to send my sons to. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And speaking new coach, this is something I realized about my son. Because he did get in trouble right out of high school, right? And I'm going to share this because people have to be aware of this. My young son, when he started, he started organized sports at like three and a half, four. Basketball, football. Played all the way up in high school, right? The um, AAU team he played with, he started with them at five. Mm-hmm. So they always been together. All the way through high school. Uh-huh. Coach, best coaches, treat them like their other dads, right? Okay. So what happens when your son gets to junior year and senior year and been with the same young men, the same team, you finish, you know, you got basketball practice right after school, you got games, homework, that's it. Uh-huh. What happens when you don't make the team that junior, senior year? Uh-huh. Who do you, who are your friends now? Yeah, where are your friends? So now you open up a gate for a young man to be lost, and it happens uh-huh. to so many young men. And I had to tell that to my son. And he was like, Mom, I need you to talk to other people. You know, because I'm like, this was your life. Uh-huh. And so now you don't have basketball practice. What do I have to do? Uh-huh. And then I can't call this one because he's at practice. Uh-huh. So you have to be careful with our young men, and you have to recognize that these things happen. Their whole life get changed. They yeah. got to reorganize. It. Then if these, if you've been around real good structured families, uh-huh. and, you know, a good group of young men, you can lean off to maybe not a good situation uh-huh. or a bad environment. You know. Yeah. Well, he did get in trouble for a minute. Uh-huh. He's back good, doing real good now. Right. But I had to recognize what it was. Uh-huh. He was lost. Yeah, he lost that, that village that he had. So, yeah, he was he was definitely lost. Since yeah. four or five years yeah. old, and then you get to 16, uh-huh. 17, and who do I hang with now? All my right. friends at Yeah, practice. you see my them cousin. doing their thing that you used to do. So now you're kind of like, dang, what do I do now? What do I, yeah, and what so do I do? Where do I go? And next friend that's sitting there like, I'll hang with him. Uh-huh. And that might not be the best person that you need to hang exactly. with either. Exactly. 
that's the part I think was hard for people to raise. You know me. You know mm-hmm. was gay. You know I think for a woman, I know it's probably harder. You know because you try to figure out that language between you know how to mm-hmm. reach that guy. You know, right. mm-hmm. um, while well, father, is, you know that's why we always important. We always say maybe the father in their life. Yeah, everybody do. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't just a men, women do too, mm-hmm. you know. But I think do yeah for the young guy, it is uh essential to have that. You know, I think for me growing up, like you said, placing people in your lives that can bring value. Mm-hmm. You know, um or you saw things through. Um, I think like I said, we all kinda go through some times where we we get in trouble or don't get in trouble, we do some things we weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's part of growing up. Um I think the part is is when you know you let the childish things go. What 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 foundation did you have to help you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what can you look back as as an example? Who can you look back as as an example? I think for me, oh, I said I was very fortunate to have older uncles on my mama's side. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was that lived in the the '60s that that showed you a lot. You know, that was the first originators in, of certain things at Tennessee State, or they went to Pearl, and they could tell you about being in a a segregated school that they can give you that foundation. Like, oh man, we really was prominent. You know, mm-hmm. we had, mm-hmm. you know, history. Mm-hmm. We got foundation. Right. You know, y'all went through hell and hot water. Mm-hmm. You know, to be in a city and to, you know, like you reading about these things and you got people in your family that actually participated. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Then you go on my pop side and they was a little younger, you know, but you saw the drugs if you know hit my mm-hmm. my, my older uncle where he became. But then you saw the the effects of his kids. Based off that, mm-hmm. you know, he like, golly, you know, I see my cousins living in the projects, man, and I'm living how hard they living in, and I know my cousin is one of the smartest dudes you ever can meet in your life, but because of his circumstance, mm-hmm. he got to go out here and make a living. Mm-hmm. So now he, you know, he selling drugs, and he game ain't just to, just to, caught to, to just caught up. Mm-hmm. I see this one over here where, you know, like, dang, you know, Unc and his guy would have got together, you know, but because they didn't, now that that, that dynamic messed up. Mm-hmm. And Unc doing his own thing, and he leaving the kids, he in and out. He, and it's like, wow, like you sitting in the product of your own family. Right. You know, and I used to have people say, man, my dad used to say, man, people can tell you, you don't have to never live a struggle yourself. He said, but you can look through your family, and you can mm-hmm. see a lot of yep. different elements. Yes, you can. You know, he's like, man, what? And I'm like, man, so when I started, like, really sitting back and observing my own family, we was all in different situations. However, we all got a foundation. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at one point, I remember mm-hmm. my dad, you know, when he took my older cousin in, and, you know, my uncle came and took him out the house because he wasn't no other man raising his son. But my, my cousin was doing good. Finally got a house. Mm-hmm. Finally got... And if you leave him alone, what could he really have been? Mm-hmm. Because now my dad is that example for him. And everybody, you know, but his family. But uncle could never get past his own, mm-hmm. you know, pride. That, and then you pull him. But then Cuz went to the streets. Like you said, now he went from a structure, going to school, eating, making a basketball team. He got this, finally got a structure in his life. Mm-hmm. And then you pull him. And then you put him back in the wild. And now it's like, fit for yourself again. Right. And now, at 15, it's, it's like, I'm a man now. Because mm-hmm. now like now I'm in the streets. Now I got to, mm-hmm. you know, and you ain't really here because you brought me out of here. And then you leave again. Right. So now yeah. I gotta so go I back over here. Again. I got nothing again. Yeah. So I'm sleeping on couches and I'm living mm-hmm. this type of way. Mm-hmm. And it's like I watched that. I'm like, golly, what could have had? What would have mm-hmm. happened? 
if a man just say, man, just stepped up, just step up, just stepped up, yeah. And like you said, so when you see that as a youngster, I'm watching that happen. I'm like, man, that's messed up. Yeah. Like I hated it. Yeah. And, and I remember on my dad dubbed up the one thing he said he regretted. He said he should have uh-huh. fought harder. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, man, out of all the things you can talk about, uh-huh. you go back to that yeah. situation. Yeah, because that bothers him. Because it messed with him. That bothering him. Yep. And then I'll fast forward three years later, my cousin died 40. Uh-huh. You know, overdose. And I'm like, man, what could have happened? Yep. You go back to that, what if? What if? What if? You know, because he yeah. got a great foundation, probably right. one of the funnest people right. you ever meet. Yeah. Grandma's favorite child uh-huh. because he can capture a room. Uh-huh. So you knew he had that goodness. Like we all do because we all is right. But circumstances took us out. Mm-hmm. You know, my circumstance was yeah, I had a father that pulled me out right in the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was getting in trouble because I was with them, mm-hmm. and my dad was in Mississippi, he wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. So now I'm out here with them. But grandma called like, hey, you need to get your son. But my dad came and pulled me up out that mm-hmm. mess. Mm-hmm. So when he pulled me, he saved my life. Yeah. But we couldn't save everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was I realized, like, man, we was in, like, as a man, we had to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to step up. So the example I learned was from my dad mm-hmm. versus my uncle. Mm-hmm. But I love my uncle. Yeah. Because, like you said, he's right. a, he, got, yeah. he got some stuff yeah. that I'm like, yeah. my uncle, one of the mm-hmm. smartest people I ever known mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. and can read so many books. And he's like, man, how you, and, he, and when he talks to you, you can hear the knowledge. And he's like, bro, I wish I had that. Yeah. But I can't take everything from you because what you teaching us is you tell us all the right things, right. but you ain't showed us nothing about being a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I had to learn that from my dad. Mm-hmm. And my older oh my my uncle that's ten years older than me, my daddy younger brother, he looked at my dad as being his father figure because granddad was old old. Mm-hmm. So my dad ended up being the father figure. That's who he looked up to. Yeah. And it was like, but dad took in his mind, I can't be like my big brother. I love my big brother though. Yeah. But I can't be like him because I got my other two young brothers under me mm-hmm. that I got to be an example for. Mm-hmm. So Pops took that role like, all right, instead of me standing there when I graduate high school, I'm going to the Navy, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to make something of myself, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be able to come back. And so, and and then I seen my, my, my two uncles under him and how they life went. Mm-hmm. You know, Greg was very prominent in sports, and and my dad never sent the stuff back to him. Like, make sure he good. Go buy his cliques. Whatever he need, yeah. you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, because my granddaddy wasn't in there. My granddaddy was a farmer. He ain't thinking about no sports. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he, sitting there, he can sit in a, in a farm and live all day long. Yeah. Boy, what football game are you going to? Okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he ain't going to buy no cliques. He ain't right. going to buy no jersey. He ain't yeah. going to buy. My yeah. daddy and then my, when my uncle went into the army, then now they both sending money back. Boom. Mm-hmm. Take care of your young brother. And we started seeing that cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's that's yeah. what I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little brother and sister. I got to look out yeah. Now I got a son. I got a nephew. Mm-hmm. I got nieces. I got, mm-hmm. it became, I got to make something mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm. Because I got these people I got to pour back into. Right. Because that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. And But it was easily going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, you get lost. Yeah. When I had eighth grade, you had all these great people. We would click. We, we played sport. We went to the center every day. We hung out. We did little mischief and stuff. We mm-hmm. smoked a little right. weed. Hung out on the block. But we wasn't really in the streets yet. Mm-hmm. The ninth grade hit. And then like you said, we all click. But then you decide you want to get in the game. You decide mm-hmm. you hit the... Because you get cut. Mm-hmm. Or... 
and you don't have nothing else. You don't want to get. But we still playing, so now we. You know, but you still our homeboy, so we still kicking it, which we ain't finna disown you. Mm-hmm. But you that dude that's probably at the game strapped, mm-hmm. making sure nothing happened to us. Right. You mm-hmm. the one that's on the block, making sure we straight, that you ain't got to come out here. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, this is when you realize who your real friends are. Because it was almost that thing of like, I look out for you because I don't want you out here with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, wow, man, like, that's my dog. But then your dog get murdered because he was protecting us. And you get hurt because mm-hmm. you're like, man, what if? Because mm-hmm. then you go back when we were seventh grade and eighth graders, we was kids. Mm-hmm. And then we went straight into being adults. Probably that eighth grade going to the ninth grade where we started to make real life decisions about mm-hmm. our future. Yeah. We went from daydreaming about playing football on, a, on Saturday at the University of Florida, Tennessee, to you walking around with a Glock, mm-hmm. to you selling drugs, to you getting put out of school, to me still trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you lose that. And like I said, where's our role models? Where's all the right. people that was feeding into us? Right. Well, if you ain't got family, you ain't got father figures, or you ain't got yeah. older people. And yeah. we didn't have great mentors like that yeah. in schools. Yeah. Yeah. The women teachers was our best teachers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they can only tell you so, so much. much. Yep. yep. Like, yeah. I have friends now that would call me, could Marcus call my son and talk to him about this? And so I just want to tell you. You are a good role model for a lot of young men. Mm-hmm. A lot of young men look up to you. They watch your walk. Even when you don't know they're watching you. Somebody's always watching you. Yeah. So just as my son, I'm a proud mother. So just keep doing what you're doing. Because you have boys out here who don't have that. Who don't have anybody to look up to. Who's going to go the wrong mm-hmm. way. And you want to try to keep them on the right path. But if that person is not there on them every single day. Just telling them, you're going the wrong way. Come go this way. This way will work better for you. The way you're going, you're going to end up either in prison or in, or dead. Right. One or the other. So that way, sh- that way shouldn't be working for you. You think it's working for you now because you hadn't got caught up. But sooner or later, it's going to come to an end. And that's what you think of. It's a whole prison system full of our kids. Full of our kids. Full of our kids. Like what? How could I save them? How could I do mm-hmm, that? My mm-hmm. daddy was a, was a street father. Mm-hmm. Like everybody to this day will say, your daddy was everybody. Mm-hmm. Dad. My dad took everybody. Mm-hmm. If he came, the ice cream truck came, and kicked, we had a basketball court in our yard. <laughs> and everybody out there, he wasn't just buying his kids ice cream. Yeah, everybody, everybody had ice cream. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And money was tight. We wasn't getting no ice cream. <laughs> 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 everybody like that's the thing they missed though like growing up we had the pride the pride yeah. house was mm-hmm. yeah. that's what they did they had they had the trampoline and, mm-hmm. the yeah. and they did it for their son to not go out and be caught up in this stuff mm-hmm. but then they allowed us to come and they had the vending machines out there you go stop and get you something mm-hmm. that then you had the candy lady like we had things in our neighborhood but we had neighborhoods yeah but neighborhoods they that no more yes. so even if you wasn't getting the teachings from your house, mm-hmm. somebody in your neighborhood, you playing ball yep. in Mr. Pride house, mm-hmm. Mr. Pride made you feel like you gonna make that basketball right. team. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. he gonna say out there, boy, this is what you need to work on, mm-hmm. this is what you don't need. And mm-hmm. you started learning mm-hmm. things about yeah. that. Like that was the thing that was key for us growing up. And it's like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this generation don't have it. And that's the part that my son has to, like, like I said, even though being six and his brother, being 14, that I gotta teach. Because again, they are led by social media. They're led mm-hmm. by peers that they grow on as they said, they parents ain't nothing but twenty six or twenty seven more. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, my dog gone. Or they grandparents ain't nothing but forty. Right. 
You know, exactly. like you talking about, yeah. uh, I'm teaching a lot of kids that I'm older mm-hmm. than their mom mm-hmm. and dad. Mm-hmm. How am I teaching your kid in high school and are older than your parents? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The kids yeah. tell me their parents are turned 34. Well, she got Where? she got five kids. Oh, so, and you, you, you a child boy. Like, oh, to wow. me, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm teaching mm-hmm. you, you know. And so I know your grandparent probably ain't nothing about 48. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you ain't getting what I was getting when mm-hmm. my grandparents were 60 and 70. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting a lot of that yeah. teachings that y'all are. And so I I just I hate it for them because I feel like they're not getting taught enough, mm-hmm. you know, about the situations of, hey, man, you don't hang out with some people. Watch your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, be aware like when people get out your car, look in the back seat. The back. You know, they used to yep. be the talk. Like, yeah. Hey, get out your car, look in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Now, what if they in there and I see that gun drop? Hey, bro, mm-hmm. you need to get your gun up out my car. Right. Yeah, I ain't don't putting nothing to you. You got to take this. that with you. You got to take it with you. All that stuff stems from learning. Like you said, who's teaching? We assume that they know this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But they really no, don't. We and I see assuming. it all the time we in education. As a yeah. teacher, yeah. as a coach. Yeah. Because now... You know, that Braxton Miller story, that Alabama story, mm-hmm. is now a story that you have to tell mm-hmm. your sons yep. or yep. the people that you're coaching, sports especially mm-hmm. any color, but definitely the young black mm-hmm. or brown mm-hmm. boy. Like, this can be what happened to you. So then even a person like him, people wanted to kill him. They SI him, too, because he, he drove the gun back. He didn't know he drove the gun. He was going back to pick them up. But in your mind, you're going to take what you want to take out of that. Mm-hmm. Right? But then we got, well, you killed a young lady who had a son. And that's even sad in itself. Yeah. You know, all because you can't accept rejection. Right. So now I need to talk to you about getting rejected, son, mm-hmm. because this is going to happen in mm-hmm. your life. You're going to get rejected that's all life. the time. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of what it is. But we learned about rejection early. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a girl or a child. Okay, what it was. Something. Man, your you first get elf. Yeah. You know, your yeah. first, when you take that gray home, you try mm-hmm. to come, hey, man, I don't like, and your parents call up to school and they like, and she tell you, well, son, you deserve that. Well, no, mm-hmm. it wasn't no argument. And mm-hmm. my dad said you deserved it. That's it. I deserved That's it. it. I couldn't fight that battle. Mm-hmm. Now, with some violence that I go home, like, hey, daddy, man, I think Miss So-and-so treat me wrong. And he go to the school mm-hmm. or they go to the school. Oh, okay, now, I'm going to defend my son on this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're being racist or whatever. You know, it was times that they knew when to come to help you, mm-hmm. but it was times that we had to learn the consequences and the actions yeah. on our own. Yep. Let me ask y'all, because y'all are in the school system. Are there any programs at y'all school for young men? No. He's our program. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's it. Because if everyone doesn't have a male uh-uh. figures or, you know, mentors, uh-huh. it's like we should be having some male programs. Well, we, and we should. I think, I think people uh-huh. take that stuff for granted. You know, I remember uh, I worked for a program um, you know, at the YWCA. Shout out to my boy Shane Foster. You know, for for leading as a man program, it was really talking about you know healthy masculinity, teaching mm-hmm. young men and boys on what it's like to be you know what we call healthy masculinity, but also to stop the domestic violence amongst you know uh, young ladies. Mm-hmm. And you know he was definitely a testimony to that because he went through it growing up out of out of, out of New Orleans and and get out to go play at Vanderbilt and, and I mean his story just so much man watching his mom go through getting beat and. So him and his so, I mean, he had one of the probably the craziest stories you can have to go and be one of the, the best scores that ever come out of Vanderbilt history. You know, on top of having to get a Vanderbilt education. You know, people keep forgetting about the education mm-hmm. part. Yeah. You know, like he went to the NBA, he got to play. You know, um, but he got to be 
that. And we was able to do that. And we was in the Metro schools. And, I mean, you know, that program alone, just for us to do that, it was was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, for us to go talk about it. Now, credit, you know, the Ray Rice stuff has started coming out. That's when yeah. stuff started. So you had to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But then you let them know about child pornography, things that they can go to jail mm -hmm. for the word consent. Mm -hmm. Now we're teaching them this stuff that they didn't know. Because yeah. you coercing, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, in that case, they were finessing. I'm right. finessing all gas, she don't let me get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if she's yeah. saying no, she's saying no. You know how, how yeah. she say it. Right. You know, still but, no. No means but no. we don't all been in them situations too. So I'm telling them, like, oh, my experience, like, man, I know how it feels. Ah, she just playing. She been talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't understand if she said no, regardless if she was laughing when she said mm -hmm. it or she wasn't. No she means no. No means no. And so we was able to go into these schools and he even do it to a matter to where he talked to college athletes. They didn't even talk to NFL athletes. That that program, I thought, was an awesome program. The crazy part is, only in the city schools was taking it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But why not the outsiders? Because y'all got black kids, too, in some of these schools. Yeah. Yeah. But some yeah. of these young, you know, white guys do learn about this stuff, too. They it ain't do. just mm -hmm. a culture thing. It's not. It's a yep. everybody yep. thing. It's a everybody thing. These young guys on the white level, they need father mm -hmm. figures just as much as they do on the black father figures. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking to one of my, my football football players that's a, a white guy, and he talking about how his dad is his role model. Mm -hmm. And his dad is a nice, clean, he's a lawyer, but he's a clean-cut, mild-mouthed guy. And I was messing with him. I said, man, your dad real chill. He's like, yeah, my dad had told me, like, man, don't be so emotional sometimes so everybody don't know what you think. You know, just certain things he picked up from his pops. Mm -hmm. And he had got a, he got three brothers. And so he was telling them, man, like, this is going to be your job. Watch out for your brothers. So him and his other younger brother, they ran track. They with us this weekend. He gave his brother three rules. And the first rule was, he was he he had a little brother recite the rule that they got for each mm -hmm, other, mm -hmm. and he like the first rule was man, you always your brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. He said rule number two, it ain't no rule number two, and number three, you never turn your back on your brother. <laughs> and so it was cool that's when I heard him cool. saying, that's like that's but that, I'm glad that y'all got that. Mm -hmm. And then they said they got they got another little brother gonna come to high school, and so they got like a little bond, but it's because mm -hmm. of they father, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and. To listen to how he talked about his father, even being a white guy, mm -hmm. was like, okay, that's dope. That, mm -hmm. That's how you value your, your right. father. Right. And that's what you you want these people to kind of see. Mm -hmm. Like, That's mm -hmm. the thing I want these kids to see. It doesn't matter, black, white, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't they, matter. They need it just as yep, much. It's because, something positive. Yes, because yeah. even listening to him talk, he need his father. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and that he loves his father, mm -hmm. you know. And we always assume that it's black. You know, because that's all we, you know, because mm -hmm. we the ones that always evidently don't have fathers. But it's a lot of white guys that are here on drugs oh, and yeah. nothing. Yes. They ain't got no fathers. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. if they happen if they had a father? Mm -hmm. yeah. What mm -hmm. do, no, I teach a lot of young ladies that I'm telling you, they, they, they structure is messed up mm -hmm. and they white. Mm -hmm. They live just like us. Mm -hmm. They, 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 you know, they just call them trailer park drag. But really, they hood just like yeah. us. But yeah. they just want something. They need mm -hmm. structure. They need a family. Mm -hmm. They need. Whatever. Yep. So it's never really about a black or white or mm -hmm. brown or man. It's really about just everybody putting into each other That's it. and yeah. learning and teaching. And like you saying, maybe they do need something in these schools that's, that's not just a cultural mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. because there's a lot of young guys out here that don't know how to treat women. Yeah. There's a lot of young people don't know how to 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 value certain things or to respect certain elements or respect certain people, and it's not cultural. I've been trying to get that for five years now. At the school? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's needed. Yeah. It's needed. And 
Especially amongst the black kids at our school. It is. I definitely feel like mm-hmm. they in a they in a messed up situation because in their mind they live in a certain way because they they up here in this area. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know they or they come to a school where they ain't predominantly black, so they feel like they gotta mm-hmm. be. You know, they got to live to the blackness. Right. You know, I got to yeah. be hood. I got to act mm-hmm. a certain way. I got to be a gang member. I got to be a gang mm-hmm. But then y'all claiming stuff that y'all don't really know what the value of what you're claiming. Or you in something that you don't really know. But I guarantee if I took you out this element and took you down somewhere that you you can't even, you a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but up in here, you look yeah. good, though. Yeah. You, you clean. You mm-hmm. go hard. You go hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hard up You hard up here. And then these people scared of you. Because right. now they looking at yeah. you like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. Get him out of school. <laughs> yep. And then they putting them out of school. And I'm, the stuff they putting them out of school, I'm like, man, I done seen way worse. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah. I'm yeah. laughing so hard because that's my son. Like I said, he had to adapt and find his way down here. So he mm-hmm. come from Flint. So y'all know the, the reputation for Flint. Yeah. And he like, he had a school. And like, yeah, I'm from Flint. I'm like, boy, mm-hmm. you went to St. Paul. <laughs> 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 and you get that. Yeah, you went to Flint, man. Like, ah, I'm from Flint. Yeah, right. Like, I know Flint. Yeah. Now, yeah. the sad part about somebody like him, he gets to talk with me, and I start naming stuff out of Flint. That'll mess him up. See, that's the type of person I am. When they come in with me, that stuff, they be like, like, man, but what part, though, bro? So you you from Philly, but are you really from Philly? I know some people from Philly. You know what I'm saying? Are you from I know some people from Chicago. Let me make a call. And, you know, and I used to laugh at people when they do that. They be like, oh, I'm from Dad, we were sitting them down, tried to tell them, you know, and there's another thing, you know, maybe they don't know. Popeyes, mm-hmm, here mm-hmm, on Memorial. Mm-hmm. Hey, when it get dark at nighttime, I really don't want you going through that drive-thru mm-hmm. because you're blocked in. Mm-hmm. There's a wall. Oh, yeah, no yeah. one in front, no behind. Anybody can run up behind you and yeah, just, because you're locked in. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. I'm from <laughs> You went to stay. <laughs> Oh, quit saying that. But you know, I'm from Flint. They say right, right. We're right. from Flint. Yeah. Right. I'm from Flint. You know, I went you, to the school. You say that. It was St. Paul. Mm-hmm. You, you, and, and that's, that's real. Yeah. But and I don't think they even know that. You know, like, no. the, like the part that you just said, like, being a, aware of your surroundings. Like, mm-hmm. that we got taught mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But they don't even watch the movies we watched either. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember Minister Society. And y'all know what Kane rolled up on dude at the sure, McDonald's and took, sure his, and took his rims off the car? Yeah. Like, that was going on for real, though. Yeah, it that wasn't for real stuff. They made that yeah. movie, but that was really going on in California. Mm-hmm. But, and everywhere mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. Atlanta, them people were really getting robbed in the middle. They were robbing people in daylight mm-hmm. in a drive through And you can't pull off nowhere. Like, they knew when to come you get you. Yeah. But, so now, like, people always be like, well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm very surrounded. I'm surrounded. Mm-hmm. Like, I look where I'm going. And why I don't, you know, I don't do so. Like, I don't go a lot of places. Like, mm-hmm. people like, oh, we finna go this place. I look it up. One, I got anxiety. And two, I need to know the exits. Mm-hmm. That was all we had to learn. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Pops used to be like, man, crazy. Like, go to a party. Y'all at least know, know where the exits are. You know where the like, walk are. in. Uh-huh. Yep. Stop the scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, all right, yeah, now, nah. if it's a one, you know, every time the party's in, in, in college, you be like, Nah, if it's one exit, I ain't going. Right. Because yeah. everybody got to run out the door. Mm-hmm. That's everybody stupid. not going to make it out that door. Everybody going to make it out that mm-hmm. door. Like, you got to be like be smart of where you're yeah. going. Yeah. You know, but these young, like, I don't think they, like I said, they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. even going to a Popeye's drive-thru, they just thinking, but man, there's a lot of people that got held up at gunpoint. Yeah. 
in a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You blocked you it. You blocked it. You got shot mm-hmm. in the drive-thru. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. red lights. Back mm-hmm. in the day, but again, we watch movies. Mm-hmm. So, and that stuff was real life, and people was really telling you about that. Yeah. Same thing in Minnesota when dude got pulled up on at the at the red light. Mm-hmm. That stuff was really happening. Mm-hmm. So now when I get, I, even to this day, you get to a red light at night, 12 o'clock midnight, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing about four cars out there. You got to look. Yep, you got to look around. I'm not in the far mm-hmm. right-hand lane. I'm in the middle lane because I need to have some places to go. Mm-hmm. And I might run the night because it's, if it's real, if it's real I'm sketchy, I'm running it. <laughs> yeah. And they'll tell you to take that L. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just, I just think that's the part that they, it's the miseducation. Absolutely. It's the miseducation. So when you're saying what it's like to raise a brown or a black man, it's hard. Yes, because yeah. they awareness is not our awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their Anxiety is not our anxiety. Mm-hmm. Their stress is not our stress. Things that we think about on the yeah. day, they don't they have common sense. This generation does not have common sense. Mm-hmm. My yeah. kids, I got a 14-year-old that can't really wash his own clothes at 14 mm. because you've been spoiled, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how to clean like we used mm-hmm. to. You don't You don't know how to take care of a house like a lot of mm-hmm. young men and women mm-hmm. used to. I knew how to watch kids at 12 years old because I had to watch kids at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You know? So you had to keep a house. You had to, man. When you get back home, if them dishes ain't clean, they're good. Right. We had a list of chores yeah. that we had to do before we yeah. could even play if a game, didn't do go the outside. Before you went to bed, I'm waking you These up. These kids yeah. get to just be on the phone all day in their room and sleep. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. We did not have mm-hmm. that. Even something simple as we did a check this weekend to see what kid had left their hotel room better. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. We had his dad was in the military. He left the room better than everybody else. Black guy mm-hmm. left his big clean. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you learn things yep. based off that. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that we doing this is like, but then I was like, but check my room. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's like, you know, like the coach, like, well, no coach, your room. Because again, we go place. We don't take everything out the bag. Remember when we tell you that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't take nothing out of the bag. <laughs> and keep your bag neat. Bag your, right. Take out your essentials. Make sure you put it back. So what you got to do out that shower, you put the little towel up on the floor, you put a little towel, and then you go put your stuff back in your bag. Mm-hmm. So I ain't got to double check the room 29 times. Because mm-hmm. I know I didn't take nothing out that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just small things like that that I think this generation, when I look at these youngsters, they ain't thinking about it. They literally just got up. Move, boom, boom, boom. They ain't anything. Oh, did you? Oh, coach, you right? I gotta go back up there and check. Mm-hmm. See, I had already double checked. When I got out the room, I was out the room. Mm-hmm. They still mm-hmm. thinking, man, when I leave, coach. Yeah. Yeah, because again, yeah. they might want thinking how we think. Yeah, and as a coach, before he ran, ran, had to run, I'm sorry, he probably tried to get a hot dog. And you're like, no, you can't get no hot dog because that's gonna hurt you. You get ready to run. Right. Yeah. Oh, they, get, some, they get nacho cheese in there. And they get ready right But it's the little stuff that yeah. you're They don't think about that kind about, of stuff. That yeah. They're, they're learning. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. ever, I didn't know that. I, yeah. You know, I mean. Oh, maybe that's why I be cramping up when I, when I run. Uh, yeah, you think? Yeah. Uh, so that's the part of raising them that is, is hard because. It's not a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, the jail shells took a lot of a lot of young guys that's probably still there, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of them lost father figures at a early age, you know. Mm-hmm. And uncles because if you know, and and they mom tried, you know, mm-hmm. um, try to live. You know, it's a lot. Like you got a lot of parents that try, and they can only go so far. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with you on that try, and then I'm gonna go to TikTok because some of that stuff they think cute, but they got their kids doing it's four or five. Cute. I know. 
it's not cute. Right. It's gonna Ooh, be hard turning around. TikTok, yep, it's TikTok, really yeah. yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They think that stuff is funny. They think it's cute. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. you were on TikTok, the little kid having all that money. Yeah. He was shooting dice. Yeah. Yeah. He like six years old shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he, he ragging them, though. He killing them. He's like, baby Joe. He killing it that now, though. He, 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 he want money. But it's just like, like you said, like, what am I setting them up for? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much setting you up. Or even like the ones that um, y'all seen. And see, this how funny. Remember, I told you my son had threw the ball at that kid. Mm-hmm. I jacked him up in there. I was, I was hoping somebody saying, "I know I'm in here with a bunch of other people." Mm-hmm. I wanted them to say something to me, and I heard my uh, my son, grandma, say, "Damn, man!" Like, but then her auntie, like, "Well, no, nah, that's his son." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't, you know, and they, they was, you know, it was a hard game for my son. They mm-hmm. were double teaming, triple teaming him. He got frustrated, and he did the kid, you know. He, he, he thought about it and he threw it. He didn't just try to kill him. <laughs> but it's one that's viral that's struggling about that kid throwing the ball and hitting that boy in the face. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. I was thinking how everybody was saying, well, coach, was you wrong for dressing your son up? No, because see what? Now y'all letting that yeah. viral mm-hmm. thing go out. Mm-hmm. Now they talking about all oh, this kid. Yeah, because that kid threw the ball hard at that dude's mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, I mean, it couldn't be number like, what, fifth, fourth grade mm-hmm. or something. So with my son in the first, and that's four, that's... If I don't stop it now, then yeah, he is that one on that video. Yeah. Because he'll do it again because he mm-hmm. did it that game. Yep. So, no, let me tell him why he don't need to do this. But I remember the coaches over there talking about, we need him back over here. Oh, my son is done. Because in a real game, I'm a high school coach, mm-hmm. that's a tech. Mm-hmm. And he's kicked and out of the game. So yep. why y'all letting him go back in the mm-hmm. game? Mm-hmm. So now you teaching my kid yep. bad behavior yep. that eventually is going to mess him up mm-hmm. because he thinking it's okay to do this. And he get in a high school game or a middle school game, he's getting put out. Right. But then these people out here, hey, you have been letting this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So these people are getting taught yeah. bad things at a yeah, certain like age. And, they, and, it's, and it's cute. Your action. I get it's cute. Yeah. You know, the ones that's sitting there doing all the, the threes and doing all this, but they mm-hmm. tone the other kids. They don't show these little video with a little four-year-old, the, mm-hmm. the worst fourth-grade attitude. <laughs> and they out here really tone. Like, and I get it. They getting it from the NBA. I get it. Yeah. But... You got to sit them and tell them or show them, like, the difference, though. You know, mm-hmm. we're not saying that the NBA players are, like, but they also talk at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It ain't, you know, they talk for the, you know, for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. These kids take it to an extreme and get all up in each other's face. Yeah. No, my son is not finna do that. You know? Yeah. Okay, so that, that, I got to circle back around now. Mm-hmm. That brings me to Angel Reese. Do you think she should not have, been saying the stuff that she was saying to um, Caitlyn. Oh, that's part of the game. That's part of the game. And Caitlyn had did it. Yeah. It's just the only why it got blown to the magnitude is because, again, it's the color of the skin part. That's just called it what it is. In that case. And it's women. I really mm-hmm. think more of the women than it was the color of the skin. Mm-hmm. But it's the women thing. Women. They, yeah. Because like they was men have been doing this for years. Y'all yeah. ain't said nothing to them. Yeah. But because she did this and she put a ring on it, so what? It's My other son said... It was wrong because she was following her around and she was taunting her. No different than what Angel Reese was doing. She was going to the stands after the other game and was walking around. Mm-hmm. The only difference is she just went to Kaylin. Mm-hmm. But Kaylin wasn't even looking at her. It wasn't that she was all up in her face. Yeah. She was a little distance from her and she just did it. Mm-hmm. But she had, she did it the game before that. Mm-hmm. When they went over there and put... So then y'all gonna make us up because they, they, they drew the ring on their finger. Mm-hmm. But then when you mm-hmm. talk why they drew the ring on their finger, it made sense. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, she toned her a little bit. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm glad Kaylin came out and said what she said. Yeah. 
But if yeah. you go back, what they wasn't doing at first, and watch that them two have been talking smack even when Angel Reese was at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Maryland, she has been doing this. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen. Right. You know, so don't don't just, but because it was a black and white thing and mm-hmm. it was women, it got blown all the way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. But if it was guys that were doing it, it wouldn't, wouldn't even have came into nothing. it. Wouldn't have said nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think, again, there was two you know, people being competitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really see nothing into it unless she got into her face and they were arguing. They weren't even arguing. No. But let's take the, you know, y'all ain't talking about the Van Lift girl from Louisville and the girl in the line arguing. Mm-hmm. See, let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to know some argument, they will talk, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they said cuss words at each other. And you hadn't heard anything about that? They showed it for yeah. like two seconds. That's it. But That's they nobody really went in mm-hmm. depth with what it was mm-hmm. about. Again, Media, to me, is always going to make things worse than what Bigger it really than is. Bigger what it is, yeah. Because that's their story. That's why mm-hmm. I don't even really listen to commentators that much, you know, or talk radio sports. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're going to always make things worse than what it really mm-hmm. is. And, and, and so I try to not listen to that stuff because I did. I think that it turns left real fast. It becomes yeah. racist real fast all yeah. the time. Cause I always say like they picking with black people, mm-hmm. like the Lamar yeah. Jackson thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh Lamar, he shouldn't be his agent. Mama. Man, who cares what y'all think? Mm-hmm. The man want to be his own agent. He don't want to share his ten percent or seven three. If he don't want to do that, and he trusts his mama more, he trusts y'all. Yeah, I ain't mad at him. If mm-hmm. it's killing him, it's taking money. Evidently, he ain't worried about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if he ain't worried about it, why should we be worried about we it? Well, he got he losing thirty thousand dollars because his mama's agent. But that's his stuff. That's his money. That thirty thousand dollars him and the mama got yep. together. Exactly. So what? Exactly. Yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Yep. But it's a story. It is. And they're going to keep these stories, but it's always about the black ones, though. Always. But he ain't, the, he ain't the first person that ain't hired an agent. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be the last. No. He's just yeah. a prominent person that they thought was ignorant mm-hmm. because of what he is and where mm-hmm. he came from. Yep. And they didn't think that he can do what he do. Mm-hmm. So it's just an easy target because they think he's dumb. That's all that is. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, y'all. We got to get out of here. This has been a. What's the cow This one right now. Well, this has been seriously, truly, simply put with Kendra L today. We have given the people a lot of information. Y'all give me some last words. Ressa, what you got for me? Love on our young men. Love our brown, black young That's men. It. Love on them. That's it. Pour into them. Yep. What you got? <laughs> you know, man, we got to talk, and we didn't talk about John Moran. And he's a product of having a father. You're right. You know? Uh-huh. And consequences and things that, and but regardless of what he go through, he still got a foundation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he'll come back. And I think that's the key, is just finding that foundation and everybody pouring into the, to, to, to these young brown and, and black boys. And, and really trying to give them some kind of knowledge that mm-hmm. we, we can give back. It's really just giving back. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you said, making sure that we make sure that they're aware and mm-hmm. not assume yeah. that they know what's going on. Yep. All right, Mark, well, you're not feeling too well today. What you got? Um, I'm just blessed to be raised by a mother like you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, only thing I have to do is only thing I have to say is um yeah, be that person that someone can come to for positivity. Don't always be a negative person. 
our young people depend on us to show them, teach them, be that person to teach them. You heard it here today. It's been Simply Put with Kendra L. I appreciate my people being here today. I can't say guests anymore because at some point they stop being guests. We're, we're all at home now. People so. with me. <laughs> so thank you all for being here. You all have a blessed week. We're out. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.